Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, aka The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms at The Gratitude Chick, on Twitter, Gratitude underscore Chick, and on TikTok, Babes Who Manifest. Welcome back to another reading of the power of your subconscious mind. We are on chapter number 20. My Kindle tells me we are 94% done. I believe this is the last chapter. So just as a reminder, I am reading um, the book, but I also add my own commentary. You don't have to agree, um, but you can always Let me know what it is you don't agree with and we can have a dialogue. Okay, chapter 20. How to stay young in spirit forever. Your subconscious mind never grows old. It is timeless, ageless, and endless. It is a part of the universal mind of God, which was never born and it will never die. Fatigue or old age cannot be predicted, I'm sorry, cannot be predicated on any spiritual quality or power. Patience, kindness, veracity, humility, goodwill, peace, harmony, and brotherly love are attributes and qualities which never grow old. If you continue to generate these qualities here on this plane of life, you will always remain young in spirit. I remember reading an article in one of our magazines some years ago which stated that a group of eminent medical men at the D. Corsi Clinic in Cincinnati, Ohio, reported that years alone are not responsible for bringing about degenerative disorders. These same physicians stated that it is the fear of time, not time itself, that has a harmful aging effect on our minds and bodies, and that the neurotic fear of the effects of time may well be the cause of premature aging. That's that is um interesting because since I became an adult, I remember back in my 20s when I used to be like, "Oh my gosh." Like when I turned 25, I was like, "I'm a quarter of a century." Like I used to really not even used to. I think I still do kind of harp on not just time but age as well. During the many years of my public life, I have had occasion to study the biographies of the famous men and women who have continued their productive activities into the years well beyond the normal span of life. Some of them achieve their greatest, uh, excuse me, their greatness in old age. At the same time, it has been my privilege to meet and to know countless individuals of no prominence who, in their lesser sphere belong to those hardy mortals who have proved that old age of itself does not destroy the creative powers of the mind and body. He had grown old in his thought life. A few years ago, I called on an old friend in London, England. He was over 80 years of age, very ill, and obviously was yielding to his advancing years. Our conversation revealed his physical weakness his sense of frustration and a general deterioration almost approaching lifelessness. 
His cry was that he was useless and that no one wanted him. With an expression of hopelessness, he betrayed his false philosophy. We are born, grow up, become old, good for nothing, and that's the end. Wow. This mental attitude of futility and worthlessness was the chief reason for his sickness. He was looking forward only to senescence, and after that, nothing. Indeed, he had grown old in his thought life, and his subconscious mind brought about all the evidence of his habitual thinking. Age is the dawn of wisdom. Unfortunately, many people have the same attitude as this unhappy man. They are afraid of what they term old age, the end and extinction, which really means that they are afraid of life. Yet life is endless. Age is not the flight of years, but the dawn of wisdom. Wisdom is an awareness of the tremendous spiritual powers of your subconscious mind and the knowledge of how to apply these powers lead uh, to lead a full and happy life. Get it out of your head once and for all that 65, 75, or 85 years of age is synonymous with the end for you or anybody else. It can be the beginning of a glorious, fruitful, active, and most productive life pattern, better than you have ever experienced. Believe this, expect it, and your subconscious will bring it to pass. Welcome to the change. Old age is not a tragic occurrence. What we call the aging process is really change. It is to be welcomed joyfully and gladly as each phase of human life is a step forward on the path which has no end. Man has powers which transcend his bodily powers. He has senses which transcend his five physical senses. Scientists today are finding positive, indisputable evidence that something conscious in man can leave his present body and travel thousands of miles to see, hear, touch, and speak to people, even though his physical body never leaves the couch on which it reclines. Man's life is spiritual and eternal. He need never grow old, for life or God cannot grow old. The Bible says that God is life. Life is self-renewing, eternal, indestructible, and is the reality of all men. Evidence for survival. The evidence gathered by the physical research societies, both in Great Britain and America, is overwhelming. You may go into any large metropolitan library and get volumes on the proceedings of the Psychical Research Society based on findings of distinguished scientists on survival following so-called death. You will find a startling report on scientific experiments establishing the reality of life after death in the case for psychic survival by Hereward, uh, what is it, Carrington, director of the American Psychical Institute. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't really believe that there is I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what he's trying to say, if they're spirits or what it is. So I'm just going to keep reading. Because I don't know really what he's trying to say. Life is. A woman asked Thomas Edison, the electrical wizard, Mr. Edison, what is electricity? He replied, Madam, electricity is. Use it. Electricity is a name we give an invisible power 
which we do not fully comprehend, but we learn all we can about the principle of electricity and its uses. We use it in countless ways. The scientist cannot see an electron with his eyes, yet he accepts it as a scientific fact because it is the only valid conclusion which coincides with his other experimental evidence. We cannot see life. However, we know we are alive. Life is, and we are here to express in all its beauty and glory. Mind and spirit do not grow old. The Bible says, And this is life eternal, that they may know thee, the only true God. John 17.3 The man who thinks or believes that the earthly cycle of birth, adolescence, youth, maturity, and old age is all there is to life is indeed to be pitied. Such a man has no anchor, no hope, no vision, and to him life has no meaning. The type of belief, this type of belief brings frustration, stagnation, cynicism, and a sense of hopelessness, resulting in neurosis and mental aberrations of all kinds. If you cannot play a fast game of tennis or swim as fast as your son, or if your body has slowed down or you walk with a slow step, remember life is always clothing itself anew. What men call death is but a journey to a new city and another dimension of life. I say to men and women in, men, in my lectures that they should accept what we call old age gracefully. Age has its own glory, beauty, and wisdom which belong to it. Peace, love, joy, beauty, happiness, wisdom, goodwill, and understanding are qualities which never grow old or die. Ralph Waldo Emerson, poet and philosopher, said, we do not count a man's years until he has nothing else to count. Your character, the quality of your mind, your faith, and your convictions are not subject to decay. You are as young as you think you are. I give public lectures in Caxton Hall, London, England, every few years, and following one of these lectures, a surgeon said to me, I am 84 years of age. I operate every morning visit patients in the afternoons, and I write for medical and other scientific journals in the evening. His attitude was that he was as useful as he believed himself to be, and that he was a young, as young as his thoughts. He said to me, it's true what you said. Man is as strong as he thinks he is and as valuable as he thinks he is. This surgeon has not surrendered to advancing years. He knows that he is immortal. Okay. His final comment to me was, if I should pass on tomorrow, I would be operating on people in the next dimension, not with a surgeon's scalpel, but with mental and spiritual surgery. So, I see what, I see what they're laying out, basically. Um, what I'm getting from this is that your consciousness never dies. So, who you are in the core of who of of yourself like in your soul is that never dies and i believe that um i believe the body definitely decays but our soul does not die i do believe that um so i guess he he brought it all together <laughs> in what he said um it was something else he said as far as being uh valuable as you grow older um for me, that has become my struggle the older I get. Currently, I'm 45, and I'll be 46 in February. 
and I've always kept like track of my age. My sister just lives her life. I keep track of her age because sometimes she asks me how old she is. But I keep track of her age because I keep track of my age. She just lives her life. That's how she is. And if you look at her, you cannot tell that she is the age she is because she doesn't keep track of her age. And she really doesn't like when I do either. So I have stopped telling her how old she is. But um, one thing I can say is that I think one of the reasons that I keep track of my age and and everything is because, you know, as you get older, when you don't have, you know, children, you don't have a husband, you don't have parents, like I, I don't have any of these. My mother died at eight. My father, I have not seen him since I was a, a baby. And, you know, I don't have children and I'm not married. So uh, I think that the older I get, the, the more nervous I get. Because, you know, my, when my grandmother, she had 10 kids, you know, and a husband. So the older she got after her husband died... We all, all of her, all of her kids, and then all of us grandchildren, we rallied around her and took care of her until the day she died. So she never had to worry about anything at all outside of herself. She didn't have to worry about working, any of that, because we all took care of her. And as a result of that, in my mind, I think what is going to happen to me the older I get because I don't have anybody, you know. So that, um, this resonates with me very well because it makes me believe that I am thinking about things all wrong. You know, I am thinking about only the negative of growing older when this man is 84 saying, this is what I do, I'm very useful, you know, I am wanted in life and I think a lot of times when you're my age you don't have any children or anything like that you don't feel wanted in life so I I appreciate um, that story I just wanted to say that part your gray hairs are an asset child I just found like 45 gray hair and I just started rebuking them that's all I'll say Don't ever quit a job and say, I am retired, I am old, I am finished. That will be stagnation, death, and you will be finished. Some men are old at 30, while others are young at 80. The mind is the master weaver, the architect, the designer, and the sculptor. And I agree with this because I just said to my sister, like, maybe two days ago, I said, dude, I am 45, and I my mind does not... does not feel 45 like I I I don't know how 45 is supposed to act but I feel like I am way too childish to be 45 (laughs) you know what I mean like I don't I feel like at 45 my aunts were not like me like I am I laugh and I giggle and I still twerk like I don't twerk for people you know for people on the gram or nothing but I twerk in my room you know So I just feel like at 45, are people out here still twerking? Or is it just me? So I do feel that, you know, um, 
you know, age is, 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 I don't feel like I am my age is basically what I'm trying to say. George Bernard Shaw was active at 90 and the artistic quality of his mind had not relaxed from active duty. I meet men and women who tell me that some employers almost slam the door in their faces when they say they are over 40. This attitude on the part of the employers is to be considered cold, callous, evil, and completely void of compassion and understanding. The total emphasis seems to be on youth. You must be under 35 years of age to receive consideration. The reasoning behind this is certainly very shallow. If the employer would stop and think, he would realize that the man or woman was not selling his age of gray hair. Rather, he was willing to give of his talents, his experience, and his wisdom gathered through the years of experience in the marketplace of life. Age is an asset. Your age should be a distinct asset to any organization because of your practice and application through the years of the principles of the golden rule and the law of love and goodwill. Your gray hair, if you have any, should stand for greater wisdom, skill, and understanding. Your emotional and spiritual maturity should be a tremendous blessing to any organization. A man should not be asked to resign when he is 65 years of age. That is the time of life when he could be most useful in handling personnel problems, making plans for the future, making decisions, and guiding others in the realm of creative ideas based on his experience and insight into the nature of the business. Be your age. A motion picture writer in Hollywood told me that he had to write scripts which would cater to the 12-year-old mind. This is a tragic state of affairs as the great masses of people are expected to become emotionally and spiritually mature. It means that the emphasis is is, uh, placed on youth in spite of the fact that youth stands for inexperience, lack of discernment, and hasty judgment. I can keep up with the best of them. I am now thinking of a man 65 years of age who is trying frantically to keep young. He swims with young men every Sunday, goes on long hikes, plays tennis, and boasts of his prowess and physical powers, saying, look, I can keep up with the best of them. He should remember the great truth as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 23, 7. And this is, this is so true, which is why I have spent 2021 trying to harness my thoughts because I have thought some of the most terrible things about myself for so long. And it's no wonder that so many things have happened to me in life. I've told you guys the story of my 20s and how one of my affirming statements was woe is me and any kind of woe that there was that could happen did happen (laughs) so trust me as a man thinketh in his heart so is he which is why you must you must you must straighten out your thoughts you must keep track of your thoughts you must direct your thoughts don't allow them to run rampant because they can harm you they really can diets exercise and games of all kinds will not keep this man young it is necessary for him to observe 
that he grows old or remains young in accordance with his processes of thinking. Your subconscious mind is conditioned by your thoughts. If your thoughts are constantly on the beautiful, the noble, and the good, you will remain young regardless of the chronological years, which is why one of my affirmations that I will be using heavily in 2022 is I am whole, perfect, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy. I think that to me, as I've said before, is the perfect affirmation for whatever it is that you want in your life. Like it encompasses everything. That's how I feel. Fear of old age. Job said, the thing which I greatly feared has come upon me. There are many people who fear old age and are uncertain about the future because they anticipate mental and physical deterioration as the years advance. What they think and feel comes to pass. You grow old when you lose interest in life. When you cease to dream, to hunger after new truths, and to search for new worlds to conquer. When your mind is open to new ideas, new interests, and when you raise the curtain and let in the sunshine and inspiration of new truths of life and the universe, you will be young and vital. You have much to to give. If you are 65 or 95 years of age, realize you have much to give. You can help stabilize, advise, and direct the younger generation. You can give the benefits of your knowledge, your experience, and your wisdom. You can always look ahead, for at all times you are gazing into an infinite life. You will find that you can never cease to unveil the glories and wonders of life. Try to learn something new every moment of the day, and you will find your mind will always be young. 110 years old. Some years ago, while lecturing in Bombay, India, I was introduced to a man who said he was 110 years old. He had the most beautiful face I had ever seen. He seemed transfigured by the radiance of an inner light. There was a rare beauty in his eyes indicating he had grown old in years with gladness and with no indication that his mind had dimmed its lights. Retirement, a new venture. Be sure that your mind never retires. It must be like a parachute, which is no good unless it opens up. Be open and receptive to new ideas. I have seen men of 65 and 70 retire. They seem to rot away and in a few months passed on. They obviously felt that life was at an end. Retirement can be a new venture, a new challenge, a new path, the beginning of the fulfillment of a long dream. It is inexpressibly depressing to hear a man say, what shall I do now that I am retired? He is saying, in effect, I am mentally and physically dead. My mind is bankrupt of ideas. All this is a false picture. The real truth is that you can accomplish more at 90 than you did at 60 because each day you are growing in wisdom and understanding of life and the universe through your new studies and interests. He graduated to a better job. An executive who lives near me was forced to retire a few months ago because he had reached the age of 65. He said to me, I look upon my retirement as a promotion from kindergarten to the first grade. He philosophized in this manner. He said that when he left high school, he went up the ladder by going to college 
<clears throat> he realized this was a step forward in his education and understanding of life in general. Likewise, he added, now he could do the things he had always wanted to do, and therefore his retirement was still another step forward on the ladder of life and wisdom. He came to the wise conclusion that he was no longer going to concentrate on making a living. Now he was going to give all his attention to living life. He is an amateur photographer and took additional courses on the subject. He took a trip around the world and took movies of famous places. He now lectures before various groups, lodges, and clubs and is in popular demand. There are no countless ways of taking an interest in something worthwhile outside yourself. Become enthusiastic over new creative ideas, make spiritual progress, and continue to learn and to grow. In this manner, you remain young in heart because you are hungering and thirsting after new truths and your body will reflect your thinking at all times. You must be a producer and not a prisoner of society. The newspapers are taking cognizance of the fact that the voting population of the elderly in California elections is increasing by leaps and bounds. This means that their voices will be heard in the legislature of the state and also in the halls of Congress. I believe there will be enacted a federal law prohibiting employers from discrimination against men and women because of age. A man of 65 years may be younger mentally physically and physiologically than many men at 30. It is stupid and ridiculous to tell a man he cannot be hired because he is over 40. It is like saying to him that he is ready for the scrap heap or the junk pile. What is a man of 40 or over to do? Must he bury his talents and hide his light under a bushel? Men who are deprived and prevented from working because of age must be sustained by government treasuries at county, state, and federal levels. The many organizations who refuse to hire them and benefit from their wisdom and experience will be taxed to support them. This is a form of financial suicide. Man is here to enjoy the fruit of his labor, and he is here to be a producer and not a prisoner of society, which compels him to be idle, to idleness, rather. Man's body slows down gradually as he advances through the years, but his conscious mind can be made much more active, alert, alive, and quickened by the inspiration from his subconscious mind. His mind, in reality, never grows old. Job said, Oh, that I were as in months past, as in the days when God preserved me, when his candle shined upon my head, and when by his light I walked through darkness, as I was in the days of my youth when the secret of God was upon my tabernacle. Job 29, 2-4 Secret of Youth To recapture the days of your youth, feel the miraculous healing, self-renewing power of your subconscious mind moving through your whole being. Know and feel that you are inspired, lifted up, rejuvenated, revitalized, and recharged spiritually. You can bubble over with enthusiasm and joy as in the days of your youth for the simple reason that you can always mentally and emotionally recapture the joyous state. The candle which shines upon your head is divine intelligence, divine intelligence, and reveals to you everything you need to know. It enables you to affirm the presence of your good regardless of appearances. You walk by the guidance of your subconscious mind 
because you know that the dawn appears and the shadows flee away. Get a vision. Instead of saying, I am old, say, I am wise in the way of the divine light. Oh, that's amazing because I, I have of late been saying that I am old. I am wise in the way of the divine life. Don't let the corporation, newspaper, or statistics hold a picture before you of old age, declining years, decrepitude, senility, and uselessness. Jeez. Reject it for it is a lie. Refuse to be hypnotized by such propaganda. Affirm life, not death. Get a vision of yourself as happy, radiant, successful, serene, and powerful. Your mind does not grow old. Former President Herbert Hoover, now 88 years old. Okay, so again, you see the times in which this was written. Herbert Hoover is not alive. Former President Herbert Hoover, now 88 years old, is very active and is performing monumental work. I interviewed him a few years ago in his suite at the Waldorf Astoria, New York City. I found him happy, healthy, vigorous, and full of life and enthusiasm. He was keeping several secretaries busy handling his correspondence and was himself writing books of a political and historical nature. Like all great men, I found him affable, genial, amiable, loving, and most understanding. Really? All great men? Okay. His mental acumen and sagacity sorry, gave me the thrill of a lifetime. He is a deeply religious man and is full of faith in God and in the triumph of the eternal truth of life. He, he was subjected to a barrage of criticism and condemnation in the years of the Great Depression. But he weathered the storm and did not grow old in hatred, resentment, ill will, and bitterness. On the contrary, he went into the silence of his soul and communing with the divine presence within him. He found the peace which is the power of the heart of God. his mind active at 99. My father learned the French language at 65 years of age and became an authority on it at 70. He made a study of Gaelic when he was over 60 and became an acknowledged and famous teacher of the subject. He assisted my sister in school of higher learning and continued to do so until he passed away at 99. His mind was as clear at 99 as it was when he was 20. Moreover, his handwriting and his reasoning powers had improved with age. Truly, you are as old as you think and feel. I agree. We need our senior citizens. Marcus Marcus Portius Cato, the Roman patriot, learned Greek at 80. Madame, I'm sorry, I am really stumbling over these words or over these names. Madame Ernestine... Schumann Heink, the great German-American contralto, reached the pinnacle of her musical success after she became a grandmother. It is wonderful to behold the accomplishments of the oldsters. General Douglas McCarthy, Harry S. Truman, General Dwight David Eisenhower, and American financier Bernard Baruch are interesting, active, and contributing their talents and wisdom to the world. The Greek philosopher Socrates learned to play musical instruments when he was eight years old. Michelangelo was painting his greatest canvases at 80. At 80, uh, Chios Simonides, 
I know I pronounced that wrong, won the prize for poetry. Johann von Goethe finished Faust and Leopold von Ranke commenced his History of the World, which he finished at 92. Alfred Tennyson wrote a magnificent poem, Crossing the Bar, at 83. Isaac Newton was hard at work, close to 85. At 88, John Wesley was directing, preaching, and guiding Methodism. We have several men of 95 years who come to my lecture, and they tell me they are in better health now than they were at 20. Let us place our senior citizens in high places and give them every opportunity to bring forth the flowers of paradise. If you are retired, get interested in the laws of life and the wonders of your subconscious mind. Do something you have always wanted to do. Study new subjects and investigate new ideas. Pray as follows, as the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. Psalm 42.1 The Fruits of Old Age His flesh shall be fresher than a child's. He shall return to the days of his youth. Job 33.25 Old age really means the contemplation of the truths of God from the highest standpoint. Realize that you are on an endless journey, a series of important steps in the ceaseless, tireless, endless ocean of life. Then with the psalmist, you will say, they shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. Psalm 92.14 But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such things there is no law. Galatians 5.22-23 You are a son of infinite life, which knows no end, and you are a child of eternity. So that, let me check, but I believe that is the end of the book. It is! We finished! Woohoo! So um, this chapter resonated with me. Like I told you guys before, I am, you know, 45, going on 46, and for many years I have counted my age. And it's more than just knowing, you know, at each birthday what age you're turning. No, I count my age through the year. I have this amount of months before I turn this age. And, you know, that's how I've always, like, I've been this way. I can remember as far back as turning 25. That's when I really remember, you know, putting an emphasis on not just age, but me growing older, you know. So... I think this this chapter has definitely taught me to chill out on the age because what I am, what I do agree with is the older I get, the more wise I get. And the older I get, the more I realize my actions of my young age were a travesty of justice, really, to myself, you know. So, um, I, I'm grateful for this chapter because it has helped me lessen the burden of growing older, especially as a person who is single with no children around and really no family around because my parents have been deceased as well. And all I have really is my sister and my niece who I, um, lean on enough really. 
So um, I am I am very grateful for this chapter. Um, the next book that I will be starting, it will not be on Thursday um, because Thursday we are having a vision board um, vision board rooms meeting in the group. So if you want to attend, join the group. Um, the group is Babes Who Manifest on Facebook. So I won't start it on Thursday. I'll start it the first Tuesday in the new year. And the book is The Four Agreements. I was going to do another um, Dr. Murphy book, and I will after The Four Agreements. But the um, I've never read The Four Agreements, and I've heard it was really good. So I decided let me go ahead and start a book that I have never read. And that is what we are going to do. We are going to start The Four Agreements the Tuesday after... Um, new year after the new year so look forward to that thank you guys so much for sticking in and listening to the power of your subconscious mind this book has gotten the most plays on the podcast so I appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to me I hope you continue to listen as um, I give you my thoughts and feelings on different subjects to help us grow um, and master the power of our subconscious mind and how to manifest the life that we want. Don't forget to add gratitude as a daily practice in your life, guys. I promise you, your life will change once you add the daily practice of gratitude. And I would definitely recommend starting the gratitude challenge for the new year. I plan to uh, start it for the new year again. Uh, Again, it's the 21 days of thankfulness. If you haven't done it, go through the podcast. You'll see it start from day one. And it's 21 days in there. And you'll be able to do that for the first part of the year. I always recommend doing a gratitude challenge at least two to three times a year. So thank you again for listening. Um, You guys have a fantastic new year. Many blessings to you in 2022. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, aka The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to subscribe to me on YouTube at The Gratitude Chick. Make sure to click in my description box for the link to paid surveys, manifesting merchandise, and much more.